stepping out of your comfort zone doesn't mean you have to go out and start a charity or exactly. go out and yeah. give a bunch of time and build something for someone. It's just doing something for somebody else where you typically wouldn't. A really good example of that is driving with Joey. He let like one of those assholes that come up on the <laughs> on the like on ramp. He just lets him in. And I was like, this is starting to enrage me here, Joe. Like, you're, this is now the third time you let this guy in. I don't understand it. I started doing that, and you just feel this sense of relief. Like, what are you angry for? Why are you getting mad at this individual who could be coming home from sick kids for the hundredth time, who could be on their way to buy regal ideas? Who knows? <laughs> who knows? If you got some time to relax your mind, the Real Dad Podcast. Welcome to the Real Dad Podcast. You're joined by your favorite dads in the whole wide world. I'm, I'm not even our like no. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Why can't we be somebody else's favorite dad? You ask Brent Walker who his favorite dads are. We're getting listed one, two, three, four, guaranteed. Nice. I'd be interested to see that list. Yeah. Like I said, I'm Dave. I'm Mark. Joey. I'm Brian. This episode is going to be crunchy. <laughs> Very crunchy. <laughs> so crunchy. We got chips. <laughs> Boys were feeling a little hungry. Uh, they played basketball before coming in here, so right. I think the munchies were uh, on the mind. Oh, yeah. So exercise we are going to put... When you're 30-ish, exercise when you are 30-ish is not the same. It's just not. <laughs> no. No. It is no. not. But we are going to put our friends uh, from Two Blue Shirts who edit this podcast for us through the ringer on this one because it's going to be crunchy. There's going to be more drinks flowing. I'm coughing a bit because of basketball. It's a whole thing. Maybe people like it. I mean, it is just natural. We did a little IG live before coming on here and somebody called our little podcast booth here like a treehouse. Like this is like an adult treehouse. Yeah. 100%. And it kind of is. Like we just, we came in with snacks and we're adults, so we got alcohol in here. So that makes it fun too. Mm-hmm. Yep, 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 yep. <sighs> Sorry. So I wanted to take my sweater no. off. I was getting a little <laughs> <Yeah>. hot. <laughs> Have you noticed, is there a sweater that doesn't take the shirt underneath it off with the sweater? Mm. Or is there a technique that, that you guys do? Because on site, like t- this, we're into swe- sweater weather here. Yep. And every time I take my sweater off, the other shirt is coming almost completely <laughs> with it. And I'm standing there topless. No, no, no. There is a go, method. You go underneath. Go underneath the sweater. Take the t-shirt. Buckle tuck. Oh, and smart. Then, and then you're off to the races. <laughs> smart. So better yet, I don't buckle know if tuck, you guys have seen. Oh, I'm not going to remember the name of the comedian. But he does a bit about the, the sweater takeoff. So the one-handed takeoff is the whole bit. So he asks his wife what turns her on. She's like, actually, I saw this thing. It's like you take your sweater off with one hand. What? Yeah. So no, it's no, like no, you, no. you take it off. It's a whole moment. And he's like, oh, you don't like the way I do it? You know, where, where you try to take it off and it gets caught over your head and you're hunched over and your arms are stuck and your T-shirt's riding up so your belly's out. It's a whole thing. But there is a method that I've, okay. I've used, if we're being honest. Okay. So you pull one arm out and then you use that arm to hold the T-shirt underneath and then you one arm it one arm, one arm the sweater because okay. you one arm out it's free it's underneath the sweater you're hiding in here like a little duck wing yep hold the t-shirt down one arm it off you must feel like yes. a boss if you're one arming your sweater onto the floor yeah like, I, have sure. to, I have to say that okay. yeah 
I'm just embrace the bellies, boys. It's all good. It's all I'm good. Just, like, maybe we're getting into sexy time. Yeah, yeah. So like, I'm gonna go home tonight, and I'm gonna try the little one. Can I do it? Can you do it with a t-shirt? Does it work the same oh, way? Oh, sure. Like just one arm. You anything are gonna off. embarrass yourself. No. Oh, you have seen that TikTok? <laughs> are you new to TikTok? I'm gonna show you something right now. No, I don't uh, have like the like you gotta the sex trap TikToks. So you do this. What? <laughs> what the hell just happened? Wait, we need a video of that. We just ripped yeah. that shirt Joey right just got oh naked in point .5 seconds. Do it again. 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 Arm comes pull. out and I just pull. No! What, oh, what happens to your head? <laughs> bing bang boom. What do you do with your neck hole? Joey is very serious about getting Funnel. naked fast. Oh. <laughs> Speed is my game. Folks. That reminds me of the Holy. the Friends episode when yeah. he gets on, Chandler gets undressed super fast. He's like, wow, that was impressive. He's like. I'm glad that speed impresses yeah. you. <laughs> it bodes well for me. It bodes well. Speed that's yeah. Hold on, was that your good hand? That's my right hand. But you could go either way if you want to switch it up. No, there's no. You're not ambidextrously taking off of your shirt. <laughs> I didn't know oh, I had to increase dream. my speed until right now. Yeah, it, it's a good look, especially if you know things oh. are. If you're wanting to be a little more assertive in the bedroom, <laughs> that's the move. Because you're just staring at her the whole oh, time. 100%. Like, yeah. You never have to. Yeah. I'm yeah. going to try it. Yeah. I'm With gonna... the mustache, game over. <laughs> Are you kidding me? That's it. I'm here for the tips, boys. Wow. <laughs> How are you doing? We're going to have to find something else to keep talking about because I'm not transitioning to what I was going to talk about from that. Uh, does anybody you have better, bad dad moments? Do we have any bad have dad moments? something like that. Um, oh, geez. Those are always fun. I don't know. I was, I was, I've been a good dad lately, I think. Yeah. We did the Christmas tree. How about good dad moments? Yeah. We did the Christmas tree, set it all up over the weekend, and it was like, it all went smoothly. It was a good moment. Like, I brought the tree up, and then, like, Ben was old enough to help me carry it up. Like, we've got one of the fake trees that we set up. I set it up. I sat back and just let the kids decorate, and it was a lot of fun. Have you, have you put yours up yet? Because there was somebody, uh, Ian Campbell, he said that his daughter and wife are currently fighting over the color of the tree. Okay. And they know exactly where they placed ball, like like uh, ornaments. And if Sarah redecorates it, she gets angry that she's moved the ornaments around. But Ian said that uh, Sarah and their daughter will go back and forth. So one of them will walk into the room, click the button to put multicolored on the daughter. Ugh. Sarah walks by, clicks it, and puts white on. Yeah, and then the daughter comes back. He's like, why did you ruin the tree? <laughs> Clicked it. And then he was telling me this. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Mark last year told us about how Robin ruined the tree. <laughs> yeah. So um, my, my wife is one of those soulless individuals. I love her dearly. But we can't have, like, an ugly Christmas tree. It has to be perfect. We have a 14-month-old child. The de like the decor is just off the tree, and oh, it yeah. is the most annoying thing. So I will just strategically place whatever ornaments at arm's length, so they're all sitting at like nipple height, and I refuse <laughs> to bend over because he's just gonna rip them off again anyway. Right. Um, but we recently had company over, and my daughter has a Christmas tree in her bedroom. That's the whole okay, thing. Okay, the compromise is that she can do her own. Yes, yeah, so we got this like little. I don't even know where it came from. Just a tabletop one. So the tradition is every year I take her to get a new Christmas ornament. Mm -hmm. And she's really into um, ballerinas right now. So she got a ballerina Christmas or ornament. So we're decorating the tree in her room, put it on, 
company comes over like oh wow you have such a beautiful christmas tree where's all your ornaments and my daughter's like oh they're in the tree in my room and they're like you have a christmas tree in your room yeah and she just thinks it's normal this is not normal. <laughs> well, why do you have a Christmas tree? She, so now my daughter feels like alienated because she has, but then we had to like play it up that she's special and she gets this thing. But now we have two kids. I am not buying another Christmas tree <laughs> for their room. Let me tell you. Something tells me there. Matt won't care too much. No, no. <laughs> so here was my bad dad moment. And Meg and I are usually pretty good about this, about like the completely empty threats to your kids, Mm -hmm. like the empty punishment threats. We try to stay away from them, but I hit Murph with one with the tree because she kept taking off the ornaments. And I'm like, babe, like it's not for you. It's for Coop. Like I don't want him taking off something breakable, breaking it, whatever. We put him up high, but we try. Anyways, so she did it again, and I'm like, Murph, do that again, and I'm taking down the Christmas tree. There'll be no Christmas tree this Christmas. And Meg just looked at me, she's like, no, you won't. Like, That's yeah, not fun point. for anyone. Fair, fair point, fair point. <laughs> Time out instead. I don't know, I got that. The dramatic threats yeah. are great. Although, I catch, I'm going to put Maddie on blast right now, because sometimes I'll be like... If you don't, like, stop hitting your sister with that, I'm going to take it away. And Maddie would be like, come on, Brian. Like, that's not what we do. But then if she loses her temper, it's like, if you do that one more time, I'm throwing it in the garbage. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And step in. Yeah. Step in with it. No, you're not, babe. Yeah. Yeah, but I, yeah, I can't nice say anything. You. <laughs> you do that one more time, I'm burning it in the backyard. <laughs> So Joey and I were shooting a City Line segment episode, and the person that was also on the episode shooting one of theirs was talking about a Christmas tree, and she was talking about how it was, like, chic, and it was this celebrity chic look, and she was all talking about, like, if you want to decorate like the celebs do, you got to do this, 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 like, telling all the things, and while she's doing her segment with Tracy Moore, Joey and I are in the background with another person who's doing another segment, just chirping the whole time the segment's going on because we're like, yeah, my tree does not look like that at all. And the other girl is like, neither does mine. She's like, it's just a mess of ornaments. It's like everything's all over. There's no cohesiveness to it where the girl's talking through like you need the big ornaments and a color scheme and all of these things. And so then we decided that our trees are chaos chic. Instead of oh, like that's celebrity good. chic, it's a, it's a style. It's a style. Yeah, ours definitely is. We went with the the personalized ornaments, so we do the different ornament every year as well, and it gets added to our big tree. So it is just a absolute gong show of ornaments, but I love it. Yeah, and that's what. So like the small tree that we have upstairs will eventually turn into like the tree that we have right now is too small like it, right. it, it, we got it when we first bought the house and like we bought the house we had no money we got it at target it was like 89 dollars. like it's it it it's too small for the space when we eventually upgrade to i refuse to pay a thousand dollars for a christmas tree it's just me but when we upgrade to a newer tree that tree will then go downstairs and that'll become the like throw up regurgitation <laughs> of kids uh things because i think those things are important yeah absolutely um I, I despise the look of them. I think they're atrocious, but I'm slowly learning that Christmas, like I think we talked about it before. I don't, I've always stri- strived for like those traditions and, but I don't enjoy setting up the Christmas tree. I, I, that's not my thing. I'm like, here you go, Rob, have at her. And like, 
the kids hate it because they're not allowed to touch anything. So that's what we kind of like started this whole ugly Christmas tree. Yeah. Um, and that's something that I'm looking forward to when it's a little bit bigger because it's something that our daughter really, really likes. Mav, I don't think is going to give a shit, but he will, I'm sure, participate. So for me, the Christmas tree is like a symbol of it shouldn't be like aesthetically pleasing. They are beautiful, but it should really like represent memories and camaraderie within the family and, and all those different things. So. Yeah. Absolutely. And thinking of the Christmas season, this is a better segue time, I yeah. think. There we go. We wanted to talk about what we've been doing lately uh, leading up to the season and giving back. It's something that's really important to us. We're also coming out of November as we are recording on December 1st here. Um, so November just ended and that was a season of kind of giving and being thoughtful of other people. And then an opportunity came up and I'll let Dave jump in here because you kind of quarterbacked that. Yeah. So this was a cool opportunity and it came in at a very interesting and cool time as well. I had been, um, well, no, I'm going to give you my drink so you can top it up too with, uh, with ginger ale for me while I talk. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks, bud. Thanks. Love you. So I was kind of going through a bit of a hard time because we had been doing Movember and we had talked about it on the podcast with you guys and I was really excited about Movember again because last year was a really big year for us. We were able to raise $7,000 um, to put our total over two years up to ten grand. So I had really big um, anticipation of kind of doing that again or growing. And I think our, our talk about failure was also came at a good time because I was kind of feeling like I was failing Movember where we weren't bringing in as much money. We had had like $300 of donations, yeah. which compared to the year before was like, so so small and it was a hard time because our job sites were all really really busy life was busy with family but we also really wanted to put this need and and, and fill this need out there and for me it's always this like it needs to grow and like everything needs to grow on on each year yeah. So I was anticipating possibly raising like 10 grand yeah. this year and That's I wanted awesome. to put on like a big event and do all these things. So when that wasn't happening, I was really struggling with that, struggling with uh, am I not putting enough into this? Um, should I be doing more? And also when I would feel like posting something about it, I would also like shut down and like I would get anxious about posting it. I would um, I would double guess and like second guess everything I was trying to do, mm -hmm. which was making it really hard for myself. Is it because you felt like we weren't doing enough? I felt like we weren't doing enough. Like I was failing to like raise more money and yeah. should we be putting on more events? Should we be doing these things? And, and I don't know, it, it felt hard. So I, I literally, I texted these guys that morning when I was kind of feeling this, I'd talked with my, my wife about it the night before. And then I just messaged the guys saying, I'm feeling really discouraged about Movember right now. And within a few moments of that, our pastor and good friend, John Manifo messaged with a need from the community. He said, there's this family that uh, has a, a 14 year old son going through cancer and they're really going through some really hard financial times. One of their biggest needs right now is a fridge. Um, their fridge is broken down, so they don't have one right now. Is there any way that, like, with the connections you guys have, maybe you could get us a discount on something on a fridge? Uh, let me know. And the second that came through, it just really connected with me in a different way. Where with Movember, I felt, like, a little disconnected with it even. 
Like I was growing the mustache and we were talking about all the things, which was great, but I felt a little disconnected with the charity side of it and the raising money side of it. And when this hit, I don't know if you guys experienced that like feeling inside you. Like there's like a heart feeling. I don't know how to describe, but something that like moves me in a way that I can't deny it. Um, where I'm like, yes. And like, I had messaged back to the pastor just asking like, how is the kid doing with his cancer battle and stuff? And he said, it's not looking very good. Um, he's in palliative care, which is a sign that things aren't going too well. Um, and I just like, I broke down and I was just, I want to help this family. What can we do? You guys all replied to my November conversation ahead of that with like amazing words of wisdom that totally hit home. Um, and then I just proposed to the guys here saying like, Hey, instead of raising an extra, whatever, $300 for this massive corporation of Movember, do you think we should put more effort and try to raise whatever, any bit of money we can for this family instead? And you guys were all feeling the same thing and and jumped on board, which was absolutely like amazing. The support that you rallied behind there. Mm -hmm. But I think one of the things that hit, closest jumping back to Movember was one of Mark's comments about how the mustache doesn't need to be about raising money and Movember doesn't need to be about raising money, but that it can be a symbol of support for people. I think of it as like the poppy that we wear in uh, November leading up to Remembrance Day as well, where it's a, it's a symbol that you are are showing appreciation to those that have fought um, and served in the war and, that we want to show our respect to them. And the mustache is that symbol of if somebody's going through a hard time, they can see that and they can kind of connect with you. They can recognize that like you're an ally or a support person with them, which is kind of neat. Back to this family, the need came in and we've done some other charity things in the past. And I was just like, all right, right now we're working with home hardware. We had done a city line segment with them talking about benchmark tools and I reached out to them. Well, actually, I got Claire, who works with us, to reach out to them and say, hey, this this family with a need. They want a, they need a fridge. Is this something that you guys would be aligned with us on to help them out? And within the same day, boom, email back from Home Hardware saying, yes, we're aligned. We would love to give this family a fridge. We also want to fill it with groceries. And I was just like, holy crap. Like, yeah. that blew me away. One, that there's this company that we work with. And like, sometimes you think you kind of feel like a puppet to these companies where you're just, uh, an advertising fuel for them. It's like, well, okay, you have attention. We need more views. Let's use them. But when they come through for needs like this, it hits in a different way where it's like, no, we see what you guys are doing in the community and we want to support that. Well, it humanizes it too, right? Like when yeah. we're able to reach out to these companies and say, yes, we love working with you. We love doing these videos. We love advertising for you, but this is something real. Do you want to jump on board? So the fact that every time we've done that, I know you've mentioned this before, but like every time we've brought a need, these companies have been like, yes, like yeah. how can we help? What can we do? Mm-hmm. Right. So that was incredible. And then we took some of the last items that we had as uh, giveaways for Movember which I had had for a long time. And like I said, I was just anxious and didn't know how to post about it because I started getting in my head about, well, what's going to get the most views and what's going to get the most attention so that we can raise more money and blah, blah, blah. But then this just became like an instant need where it took over my brain from thinking and just put me into like the act of doing. So it was like, listen, today, we're raising money today. 
instead of like this month and what are you going to do and events and all these things it was like just do what you can do today and that can be enough and i put the need out there on our social media to our community and just said guys we're asking you to rally around us if you can donate 25 dollars or more to this family everything's going to go directly to them they need help right now and the response just like broke me like legit broke me in that people were donating people were sending money we had a random guy patrick delaney who's a mortgage broker in oshawa i'm giving him a plug because he donated a thousand dollars um we find out later that he's been going through his own struggles and his family throughout the year too so this really hit home with him and he donated other people donated people we work with donated client past clients donated money to this family and it was just seeing a community rally together for a family just hit in a way that like I think whenever you hear these stories, sometimes you put yourself in their shoes, which is a hard thing to do. But I think of like if one of my kids just got cancer and we were going through this, what would life be like? Like, would we would we have the community that would support us and help us through this and stuff? And and we're super blessed in the people that we have in our lives and realizing not everybody has that community. And you can feel very, very alone in those moments. You're going to the hospital and back and that's it. And you you lose track and touch with friends and not everybody has that, that network to be able to support them. So for us and our community to really rally together to support this family was, was mind blowing to me. Yeah. And my big thing was um, obviously it was beautiful and it was, you don't really understand the impact that something like that would have on them. Cause for us, it was maybe an interaction of probably an hour. Um, But for them, that's, that'll impact their you know ripple effect for a longer period of time um but afterwards we went out for a brunch or a lunch or whatever it was and that really kind of is where it like hit me whereas i think you were right if we would have just kind of like done the deed of you know the good deed and then went back to our daily it kind of would have washed off our shoulders a little bit but the fact that we took that time to sell not celebrate but we kind of like reminisced and talked and we had a really good conversation just about like friendship and camaraderie and stuff for me it was that kind of like this could happen to anybody it can happen it doesn't matter how much money you have doesn't matter how whatever and it could have like we're just so lucky to have uh healthy like our health and and my kids are healthy and and it's just so for like the last 24 hours now, it's just been more embracing of like the kids and, you know, my wife and obviously just trying to like savor those moments more. Oh my God. Yeah. It's, I, it's crazy. I went home that night and snuggled the crap out of my kids. Yeah, like, yeah exactly. Like the, I was just like, in, like looking them in the eyes and being like, I love you. Yeah. Like, I don't know I if you, you know this. how, yeah, yeah. like, because yeah. daddy's feeling shit right now. Yeah, exactly. And you need to know that I fucking love you. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like, like you said, like, we did celebrate it. And I think it's okay to say that we celebrated because I was feeling super emotional yesterday, the whole day. Mm-hmm. And it's okay to celebrate things like that because to me, that was a huge victory. Yeah. And it feels weird being happy about that because they're going through such sadness yeah but it's okay to feel happy about helping people i think giving and like the act of service like that 
is supposed to fill you with joy so that you continue doing it. Yeah, and I think I think that's where uh, I struggle with from just from like because most people don't really understand this side of things, but when you do work with a brand mm-hmm. like Home Hardware, they are aligned right. to give a product, but they want exposure. Right. They want that type of, um, you know, feel good, lovey-dovey recognition with their brand. Yeah. So in return, we're going to plug them. We're going to say yes. And like, I will forever be more, have more respect for Whippy Home Hardware for sure. Um, but I struggle with that like exchange. Yes. Right. So it's like, okay, well we're going to do this. And then now we have to, we have to film it. We have to film it and we're going to have to post something and we're going to have to do these things. But in my head, it's like, I don't want to, I just Mm. want to just do this and not have to share it and, and receive the accolades because it's not, this wasn't supposed to be about that. And it, it's not to say that it's bad to celebrate it like amongst the four of us, but I just, I just had a really bad feeling of being like, Hey, look at this great thing that we're doing. We're the Knights that in shining armor, right. we're coming in and doing this thing at the ninth hour kind of thing. I think it's beautiful that the community came together and rallied. And I think, you know, I'm forever grateful to have been a part of that exchange because I did, get emotional and it was something that I'll, I'll hold with me for a very long time. But yeah, I just, I always struggle with that kind of like, I want to use the platform that I have or that we have for good. Yeah. But it's that balance of like, I don't necessarily care about the clout that that good like is supposed to bring. Does that make sense? Yeah. You definitely, we definitely don't care about that. It's like, exactly like what you're saying, like, we're celebrating the community coming together. Correct. Yes. That's what we're celebrating. We're celebrating like the opportunity to be able to love on somebody like that. Yes. Yeah. And like and the, the fact that so many people are willing to jump in with us. In yeah. It. And like the privilege of a position that we're in to be able to do that. Correct. Like from like being from healthy homes and having these connections to be able to do that. And I think the thing that helped me work through those, because I have very similar feelings to that, mm-hmm. is that. I think after doing this a few times now, I've realized that these companies and corporations have a lot of money and they have marketing budget and they have giveaway budgets, even in all of those things, they're looking for outlets and reasons to use them. Mm -hmm. And if we can facilitate that, then I'm, I'm happy with that. I'm happy to be able to create a video showing what they're doing because it helps a family where if we didn't do that, they're not going to spend that money on it. And it, it is hard. Like I wish big corporations would do more um, good that doesn't necessarily need the recognition back. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, we know how this system works and yeah, we yeah. know how people work. Yeah. Patrick Delaney did not ask for a shout out in 100%. any means, 100%. but I'm the person that's like, I know you donated this and unless you tell me, do not say my name and this is anonymous, I'm going to say your name and thank you because it's like doing something like that needs to be recognized. And in a way, and he replied back to me in a very good way saying like, you didn't have to do that, but I hope that it inspires other people to donate as well. And I think that's the different game where it, it comes out of the heart and I think you can see it and I hope people see it and feel it from us that we are by no means wanting the glory of any of this, 
but we're wanting to inspire other people to do this. There is a ton of influencers out there that work with brands. We've got a ton of friends that have close connections with other brands yep. and they have grown and they will do a post and make money off of the post that that company is paying them to do. Yep. Let's turn that into something for other people. 100%. It's like, how much do you, how much more do you really need? Like, do you need that? Mm -hmm. Like home hardware, like normally we would charge a good amount of money to do a plug for home hardware, especially something like that. But we're like, no, 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 we don't want you to pay us anything. Yeah. What you're doing for this family is incredible and we're going to support that. We have no problem picking it up and shooting some stuff for you to, to say what you're doing. Yeah. Um, so I think being able to facilitate that and also just in, hopefully inspiring others to do that. Yeah, I 100% agree. And that's where like I would love to see the community of Instagram move more into those uh, – like kind of pivot into like like supporting other people because there especially right. since the pandemic has happened there's a ton of people that could use there's there's so many of these situations right oh my and god yeah. we're talking like a really nice neighborhood this wasn't like these are like it, this wasn't a typical like family that you would think that just needs help where there's like tons and tons and tons of families that need this type of help so for the companies that have the money and support these funds and charities and all these things, th that's great. But to know that 100% of the funds get directly given to this family, that's where I think more influencers could step in and have that same kind of pull. Yeah, Because absolutely. those brands are coming to you. Oh, what do you want to do? We're, we're trying to you know come up with these certain campaigns and blah, 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 blah and streamline. And I, I think... The, the as a creator most of the time is like okay what's going to get more views what's going to get this what's going to and you take a step back and be like i have this moment in time because it's all temporary mm -hmm. i have this brief moment in time where i'm actually going to make a impact on someone's life for a long time yeah. how many of those moments can i make while i have this kind of like 15 minutes exactly. of opportunity that's where my head is but at the same point, not flip it into like, you know, super bro laws are like the best guys on the face right. of the planet. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. <clears throat> and like the way it, the way that every one of these have come together for us mm -hmm. is so beautiful. Yeah. And like, I'm a believer. I believe in God and I believe that things happen for reasons. And even when we did Owen's bathroom, it wasn't something we were looking to do. It wasn't something that we had put like hey, we want to yeah. renovate this some some family's house in need like so that we can do videos for it. Like we need to do a show or something on it. Like we were just like we were open to ideas of it. And when I received that email, I had that heart feeling of yeah. like, I think we're supposed to help this family in a bigger way. Mm -hmm. I check with you guys and you guys are like, yeah, let's see what you can do. And I'm like, well, I, I think my conversations with Joey are always like, well, I don't know, like maybe we'll email these companies and we'll see what they say. Yeah. So then I email these companies and it's like, yes, 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 yes. We'll support, like, we'll give you tile. We'll give yeah. you, um, we'll give you fixtures. We'll give you a toilet. We'll give you a vanity. We'll give you lighting. Like all these people just said yes. And it's like, all right. So Joe, like I've, I've got all the materials. Yeah, I guess we're doing this now. <laughs> I've got the sub trades to do yeah. it. Can we do this? And we're like, yeah, let's do it. And yeah. then. Like, yes, we're going to plug those companies because we, we believe in what they're doing for the community is good. And then same thing with this, where it was like, 
the the weekend before that we had a poker night and I was just talking to the guys at the poker night saying how I want to help a family or a kid with cancer. Uh, I had been kind of hoping for the victory story where there's been like a kid who who overcame cancer and like let's celebrate that victory with them by renovating their ba- like bedroom or something like that. And then this came up and it was like, okay, like don't put expectations on things that you want to happen. Instead, just put it open into the world of like, we want to help. And when you say like, I want to help. And then I think it opens your mind to things. I don't know if you know, like the theory of like when you buy a new car or something like that, all of a sudden you start seeing all of those cars and you're like, oh my gosh, I didn't know everybody had that car. But it's because your brain is now focused on that or like whatever it is. Opportunities. I think that works the same way in this where we're not always open to giving or helping in these kinds of ways. But if you if you take that moment to say to yourself, like I'm, I'm willing to be willing, I'm open to helping a family if the need comes up then it's going to happen. Like it's going to come to you in a way that like fits instead of a way that you're trying to force. Exactly. And I think that's where for me, the beauty of it kind of comes in. And I was telling all of this to John and John, our, our pastor, his wife passed away from cancer two years ago. And just in those moments and in those conversations with him, feeling Janet's presence kind of on all of this. And like, I can just picture her up in heaven orchestrating all of this being like, Oh, this is going to be funny when Dave gets that. (laughs) And this is going to be perfect when this comes through. And it was just so beautiful Mm -hmm. the way that everything kind of came together and that he gets that this opportunity to, to bless this family, even though he lost his wife, he knows the hardships that you go through and everything you experience where you get hope when there's a new trial drug that comes up and and you hope things are going to go well and it doesn't and he's been through it so just getting to see him with this family bless them and talk to them from somebody who's gone through it um was really like powerful to see yeah for sure yeah, and that was one thing that I actually that was a big takeaway for me because I never really understood the whole like, um, like not giving up and pushing forward. And then mm-hmm. there are a lot of trial drugs that come out, and you know, um, they end up coming out at a certain time that might benefit somebody in in certain situations. And I was thinking because when we were there, that the, the son was at home and he was doing online learning. Like he's, right. At school. Yeah. Like, this kid is in palliative like, care. Why are we doing school? Like, what are we <laughs> yeah. doing? But you still got to do life. And I, I, I was just like, it, we had that conversation. It was like, it's so crazy to me that life just kind of carries on. Like it just, yeah. it just keeps going. And so for me, I was like, if I was in this kid's position, there's no way I would want to be sitting in front of a like thing trying to learn right now. But I think for them in that moment, it's like, I have to do this because I'm going to need it when I'm, you know, when yeah. I get out of this and yeah. when I yeah. do these things. And it's just that not giving up um, mindset that I really, really admire. And, and now I have a better kind of understanding for it. So it's a contributor to hope, right? Yeah. Like yeah. You're, you're telling yourself there's a chance. And hope is a powerful thing, a yeah. powerful thing that I 
again, like the more you give, the more you learn. So like the more you give, the more you right. get that saying. It, it puts you in circumstances to be able to learn things. Yeah. And you question things like, like certain, like I, you think, you know, certain things or how you would react or respond, but it just opens your mind up to a whole other, you know, network of things and being in the home and hearing, you know, their story and, and all these different things, your mind just kind of goes through, like, holy shit, like, A, this can happen to anybody. Like, it could it could just stem from a headache. It could be anything. But then to hear that, you know, oh, he's in his bedroom right now. He's actually, like, he's doing schoolwork. And I was like, what the, f- what, why, why? But in my head, I'm like, this, this kid is so strong so so strong who knows if he's actually doing homework I mean, he could be playing video games for all I, know. <laughs> I hope he was um <laughs> me too but just the fact that there was like that systems are still in place and it's carrying on and it's like i'm going to get through this and i need to do this step of education so that when i'm older i have i have the tools um i just i think it's admirable and then you know yeah i i don't know i'm just very very fortunate to have been a part of yeah, and I think the challenge to put out to other people is to step out of your comfort zone and maybe seek your own opportunities to where you can help out people in your family, people in your community. Obviously, you have to work within your means. Um, but I think it helps to take you out of the monotony of everyday life. Yes. And then give you perspective as to what other people could be going through. That's yeah. kind of what our discussion when we had our lunch after this kind of circled around was... You don't know what other people's circumstances are. Somebody cuts you off while they're driving and your immediate reaction is get pissed off. You don't know that they're driving down to sick kids to... For the hundredth time. Yeah, for the hundredth time, exactly. Like, it's so easy to forget that other people are living their own lives, dealing with their own situations, and a lot of them are in a lot worse off position than you are. So to be able to take a step out of your everyday life where you're just worrying about bills and kids and supper and all those things to be able to step back. And that's kind of what I think my takeaway was just to be able to insert myself into somebody else's life for a few hours and gain some perspective of, damn, like I've got it really, really good right now. Like Mm -hmm. I complain about my kids having a cough and like dealing with cold and flu season where it's like, no, like we're going to get through this just fine. Yeah. See, one of my big takeaways, honestly, was um, like forever is a long time, like a very, very long time. And to not be able to experience things with the people that you care about scares the shit out of me. And like I have like a really core group of brothers from school that I uh, lived with and they're just the best people, but I'm not the best at making an effort in those friendships. And I've always kind of like, oh, I can't do that right now, and I can't do that right now. And we were talking about it at, at basketball, but like I've gone like three or four months without messaging, you know, one of my best friends, who I consider my best friend. And just that simple, like, perspective of being like, this could fuck, like, I don't even know anything about, it. and then lo and behold, like, they're expecting and having a baby and, and, you know, their whole life has changed and, and the fact that I wasn't, like, on the pecking list to, like, receive that, like, mm, heads up right. really, really hurt. So for me, it's more so of, like, you don't know when these certain types of illnesses or sicknesses or, or things can happen, so you have to take care of your health and you have to be on top of certain things, pay attention to your body, like, if you're experiencing, you know, 
aches and pains on, on a grander scale go get checked because um, that's something else that I've always been af- afraid of on a on a side note um, I've always been the person that's like it'll be fine it'll be fine it'll be fine yeah. if you have like a pain or something like that it'll be fine and you kind of like sweep that under the rug which I think a lot of guys do but you could very well need a stint in your leg and that could be a whole, like just a quick and simple surgery that would fix not having to amputate your entire leg right um out of stubbornness so it is a hard line too getting into like sickness conversation because there is the times where you like webmd something and then it's like oh shit like this could hole. be this and it, exactly <laughs> oh, yeah. it can be a dark hole that can take you down like somewhere that like could cause a lot of anxiety and more stress when it is something that's not, but then how often we don't like, and it is, I don't know. I find it like the balance of like the husband and wife sometimes in a relationship or whoever, whoever takes on those roles in a, in a relationship. But I find that I'm often that guy of like, ah, it's fine. Like you're going to be good. Joy's like, Oh, like, I don't know. Like, should we check this or should we do that? And like, you get a little bit nervous about things. So it is an interesting line to, to walk. And like you said, you, you don't know. And we're very fortunate to live in a, in a country that has healthcare where we can just get checkups. We can like, yes, things aren't greatest with the healthcare system right right now, but that's another subject. But, uh, we are fortunate that we do have those abilities to get those things looked at. And I think throwing back to even Movember with uh, their cancer awareness that they do and prostate cancer and men. And like, if you are in your forties, I believe it is when you're supposed to start getting that checked. Like, don't be scared about something going up your butt. Just go fucking get it checked because <laughs> it could save time. your life. I got time. <laughs> it could save your time. life. <laughs> Facts. So it's one of those things that like, don't put it off if you have been because you don't know what's happening necessarily inside your body and and don't let uh, let a stigma or something prevent you from doing that because it is important to be able to do. I was thinking about uh, like, why do I just, cause I do the same thing. Why do I just like write things off as like, Oh, it's not a big deal. Mm. But I think it's, uh, I saw something recently and I, I it connected with me is that a lot of the time, cause it sounds like all of our relationships are s- kind of similar in this way. What we're doing is we're really trying to like relieve our wives anxiety a yes. little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, don't worry about it. Like you're just trying to like bring them back down a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> so it's really not that you don't care. Right. <laughs> it's just that you're trying to like make things easier for her. And Speak for yourself. When I get sick, I want to be pampered. Pampered. Okay, so I was talking to my dad on the phone and my mom and dad were both sick and my dad sounded like Darth Vader. Yeah. Like he was going through it and uh, I hear he's like, yeah, like we're not doing too great. Like it's, we've, this sickness has really hit us hard. Right. Uh, but I've got it worse than your mother. And then I hear my mom in the background be yeah. like, oh, I've got the same as you. Yeah. Like, this is, you don't have yeah. the same you as me. Have this. I'm totally more sick than yeah. you are right now. Yeah. And I was like, dad, you got a man cold yeah. right now, don't you? <laughs> See, this is the problem, though. So I milk the shit out of my man. Yes, yeah, so we've been here. To the point where, <laughs> but we talked about the surgery, the throat surgery. Uh, I, Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. So if we did, it was I, centuries I, ago. Yeah. I milk the shit out of them to the point where Robin. the first breakfast when you had the, yeah. you were like eating a pancake at a time. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So I had the, um, I had sore throat 
and I thought it was strep throat. So I went to the the doctors. So I was like, I don't want to be out for whatever. I'm actually going to go to the doctors and get a prescription for things. So I go, they, they say it's strep. Uh, I take my prescription and on the 10th day, my throat is like super, super sore. So I'm like, this is not normal. And I'm trying to tell Robin this, but she was just like, yeah, okay, whatever, man. I'm like, fuck, it's been 10 days. Like, just give it up, give it up, give it up. So then I, in the middle of the night, I'm like, I wake up and I can't swallow. Like, I'm like, I'm scared. So we, we called her sister. Her sister's a nurse. She drives me into the ER. And they're like, you have like a, I don't even know what it was, but it was like a growth inside your throat. And the medication that you were on has now like, like agitated it so it's gotten swollen and now we need to either cut it out but it's so close to like the veins or something they can't cut it so they had to go in th- to do a scope and then try to drain it like if that doesn't work then we have to do the, the thing so my favorite picture is of robin and i and i'm inside the sec- like thing because this is in the middle of the night she fucking angry at me because the baby was like a baby and I had to call her sister to drive me into the thing, and she's just like, oh, for fuck's sake, there's no way that this is going to be a thing. And then I didn't get a chance to even talk to her about it, but she like her sister called her, like, yeah, he's got to go in for surgery. She's like, what? Oh, my God. <laughs> so she felt like shit. <laughs> and then she's like, call her family. They have to come watch the baby, and then she shows up at the hospital, and I'm there. My brother's a, a paramedic, so he's in the, the – it's like right before you go in for surgery he's kind of allowed to be in that space and and we're like shooting the shit or whatever and, and I'm just like, I can't talk because my throat is so swollen. And he goes, oh, I think Robin's here. And I was like, and I just pretend to be asleep. <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah, she comes in and she's like, I'm so sorry. She got tears in her eyes and I was like, ah, it's fine. Like, it's fine. Don't worry about it. And she just, she felt so bad. So now that like obviously things are fine like whatever the surgery and that was right when we like had the thing i was like i couldn't eat i couldn't swallow because i had this like hole in my throat um but now i try so hard not to like put on a front for the man cold because i only have so many cards left oh yeah (laughs) yeah right there's only so many of them that because she's gonna like gary goes again Yeah. yeah so i'm i'm very like we had COVID, and I was like, I'm fine. I'm fine. Everything's <laughs> okay. okay. Yeah, everything's fine. She's like, are you sure? I'm like, yep. She's like, you're sweating pretty good. I'm like, I'm totally fine. <laughs> Nothing yeah. to see here. Um, before we wrap up, I think we're getting close to that time, but I just wanted to bring it back to um, perspective, like yeah. we, were, we were talking about earlier. And I was thinking about that um, because we've been talking about it with Leo a lot lately. Um, when Your it's son. like... Yes, Leo's our son, son, our oldest son, Leo. Um, he's five years old on Saturday. Uh, he, we've been trying to teach him like, because you know how like, during dinner time sometimes it's like, ew, that's yucky. Like I don't want that food. I'm not eating anything. Blah blah blah. It's like, well, we're actually very fortunate. <laughs> just <laughs> trauma, trauma right yeah. There. yeah, and just like trying to like help them. Like, give them perspective, like, yeah. how fortunate we are to even be able to put food on our plates every night. Correct. Like, that type of thing. And I was just thinking about, like, what's the best way to teach our kids perspective? Because I don't, like, hmm. that Super conversation doesn't 
really go well when they're like refusing to eat dinner it's like yeah wait whatever i still don't want to eat this shit yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> well they don't have the but, emotional intelligence that no we do. Yeah. but i think i think especially when your kids are young the best way to show them perspective is to continue to do what we've been doing yeah and like yeah. do like stretch yourself step out out of your comfort zone and do awesome things for people and then talk to your kids about it. Yeah. yeah. And like, and then they will ask questions and it will just create good conversation with them. And uh, yeah, that was just something I was thinking about during the No, that was a great, great point because I, that's exactly what I did with my kids. Like yeah. that night I was tucking them in bed and like I said, I snuggled them a little extra long that night. And I remember like I was laying in bed with Aria and she was in bed in the bunk bed. So the two of them were together. And with my kids being older, yeah. they do understand things a little bit more from yeah. a different perspective so it was neat because abby obviously she's five i'm not having like that conversation isn't going to sink in the same way with her but when i was sitting there with my older kids and talk, telling them like it was kind of really cool like what we got to do today like we we got to help out this family and explaining that to them and them kind of just seeing that and understanding it but i think like you said that perspective of like what do you like what do you mean He's like, he's dying of cancer. Like he's not like, he's, is he going to be okay? Is he not going to be okay? And we're like, well, we don't know. Like he's still, he's still working through it and they're still, they're still trying to find something to help him. And even that, just understanding that a kid is sick was yeah. kind of hard for them to hear and understand. Yeah. And I think for a lot of, a lot of the time you always think that it's going to be an adult or somebody older right. and them knowing that Janet who had passed away from cancer and, Uncle Robbie, my brother who had cancer and he's doing better now. And like, he's almost five years now or so with it, with cancer free. And, um, they know about it with older people, but you don't often think about kids being sick and kids right. don't often think about kids being sick and going through that kind of stuff. Um, I think you feel invincible a lot as a kid. Right. Yeah. So for them hearing kind of that, it was, it kind of shook them a little bit as to like, I didn't, I didn't know that that could happen kind of thing and right. yeah. kind of talking to them about it, but how you can help people and how you can support people is a, yeah. a fun conversation those to are, have with them. Yeah. Those are tough conversations to have with your kids. Yeah. But I think we, sometimes we don't give our kids enough credit. Um, like they are very capable of having conversations like that. Like yeah. even Leo at five years old, like he really does like when you're having conversations like that with him, it, they sink in and like, mm -hmm. he'll like a few days later, he'll just like randomly ask you a question yeah. about it. Mm -hmm. And we like, yeah, like that is, it's hitting home. Like he, he's picked like, obviously processing he it. Yeah. He's processing it. Yeah. And it's awesome that he's asking questions. Yeah. And yeah. that's, it's so like actions and like you had mentioned, well, we kind of mentioned like stepping out of your comfort zone. It could be something as simple as like giving, change to a homeless person yeah like my wife every single time she sees a homeless person she gives them change all the every time and it's it she does it in front of the kids not in front of the kids and i've never really like understood like i'm in toronto there are like homeless people are all over the place and stuff she's never experienced that so she's always done it and a couple of days ago like my daughter starts asking those questions like yeah. oh we're gonna save the change for the next time we see somebody um that needs it and i was like what are you talking about and she's like dad did you know that some people don't have homes 
And I was like, I do know that. Did How did you know that? And she was like, because we were at Costco and mommy gave the guy, he didn't have a home. And I just like, obviously I was proud of my wife for for displaying that random act of kindness, but also taking the, the foresight to like have the conversation to not brush it off and to like include uh, our daughter into that. She's also five. Yeah. So like those things are very much ingrained at them at a younger age than hopefully it, it kind of yeah. trickles into and adolescence. I credit my dad and my mom a lot with my heart for wanting to help people. Yeah. We didn't grow up with a lot of money, mm-hmm. but I can remember being a kid and witnessing my dad doing things to help people, whether it was contributing his money, his time, things to people to help them, even though we didn't have it. And I think that put that hurt on me. And, and I, I really, I feel that. And like, I called my parents that night, not to gloat at what we did, but to say like, thank you for instilling in me a Mm -hmm. desire to want to help people. Um, And I want to, I know we're getting later on this podcast, but I want to tease this conversation because it's a conversation we've all talked about amongst each other and that we want to have is the church. And when I brought this conversation up and a way of people donating, um, we allowed people to donate through our church and it was when I was recording podcast, like the, the story videos, I was like, I want you to be able to donate through our church so that we can get a tax donation because they're set up as a charity. So you, you do it, you can get the donation for your taxes to be able to, to claim that. Or if you don't feel comfortable donating through a church, you can send us an EMT. And when I was doing it, it brought up a lot of interesting emotions in me with one, we don't talk about our, our faith, our religion, the fact that we go to church. Like I teach Sunday schools every now and then, like, We don't talk about that a lot because we don't want to shove faith down people's throats and because the church and quote unquote Christianity or Catholicism or different religions, especially over the past few years, haven't really put up a a good face for themselves, in my opinion. Not a good look. (laughs) Do you want to be associated with that? And our our pastor Jonathan's done an amazing job handling all of that. And I think the last even few weeks of uh of church that he's been teaching on have been talking about this and how we don't necessarily have to identify as like with those people and with those other churches that haven't necessarily been doing the greatest things but it brought up a lot in me in that and even talking about my dad I can vividly remember being at I think it was a wedding and we were all after the ceremony waiting outside and it was a wedding downtown Toronto and I remember this homeless man coming up and asking if anybody had any money and everybody avoided eye contact with them and was kind of shaking their head and I looked up at them and I looked around and I was like all of these fucking Christians won't make eye contact with this guy and I know they've got money on them and they're not willing to and I was like dude, come with me. And my dad taught me, you don't necessarily have to give them money if you're worried that it's just going to go to drugs and alcohol, but you can feed them. So take them to a store and buy them a sub or a, a, I guess a pizza or something like that. And I took this guy to a pizza pizza and I got him a pizza and a drink. And I said like, have a great day. And 
I walked back and I remember just having that like hard feeling in me of like, these are the people that are supposed to step up in these moments, but they don't. Mm -hmm. And I was young in this, they were older. And I, I, I somewhat understand it a little bit more being older and knowing how things are. But at the same time, it just, it impacted me in an interesting way with religion and, and how to impact people and how to help. And I know we want to have more of a religion conversation on here and what that means to you and where it all, it all stands. Um, but yeah, I just, I just, I don't know where I'm going with this. I just wanted to kind of throw it out there because to me, it was special that we got to do this with Jonathan, our, our pastor, and that we got to impact this life with that. And I, I feel weird sometimes and awkward talking about it and, and, and saying what happened, but that is what happened. That is the life we live. Those are the people that we share life with. And I'm happy to do that. And I don't want to feel awkward about it, but sometimes I do. Right. I think that's a whole episode. In <laughs> it is. I just wanted to tease it. I want no, to throw no, it out there to the I'll people. I'll put it on the whiteboard. I'll put it on the whiteboard. I want people to know, like, let's talk about I, religion. I want to have that conversation of what it means to you, where, where you stand it, in it as we're growing up, as like we, uh, Mark, or Mark might not have, but like Joey, Brian, and I were all kind of raised in the church and how that impacted our lives. And I think there's a big conversation in there. I so was raised in the church. Catholic church. can see it by the, the arm tattoo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do have a, a branch off point to that. It's not along the religious sector, um, but it is kind of a devil's advocate to that from the other perspective of someone who would have shied away because mm -hmm. that's me. And I think I'm realizing that I have some sort of deep-seated fear of strangers. That'll probably come up in my next therapy session. <laughs> but I wouldn't do things like what we are doing without a Dave. Because mm. you're an extrovert and you're someone who goes out and seeks that and does that. Are you an extrovert? Extrovert, yeah, I think. Yeah, pretty. He, I mean, he, he might took a be the most extrovert person I know. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm like because I also do enjoy my alone time yeah, too. That's, but that's what, yeah, but an I extroverted think more so, introvert. Maybe. I I need people. I need people. Oh, fuck people. Yeah. So that was kind of my thought because I wanted to clarify from earlier too because I challenge people to step out of their comfort zone, but I'm not someone who typically lives that way. Um, and Mark, you touched on this where it's like it's just giving change to a homeless person. Yeah. It's holding the door open for somebody where typically you would just walk in and not pay attention. Yep. Stepping out of your comfort zone doesn't mean you have to go out and start a charity or exactly. go out and yeah. give a bunch of time and build something for someone. It's just doing something for somebody else where you typically wouldn't. Yeah. And that's kind of the challenge that I think I wanted to put out there where it's like, do something you typically wouldn't do. It doesn't matter how small it is. Those little tiny moments yeah. of paying it forward, paying for the coffee, the person behind you, they, that's something where you don't have to see their face. You don't have to ignore knowledge them at all but you can do it and that can brighten somebody else's I'll day allow yourself to be led by those gut feelings that dave was talking yeah. about yes like yes. listen to that yes do you guys have that same it. gut yeah for that, sure like, when you're like yeah as soon I as you mentioned it. that like Almost that's <laughs> 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 as soon as you mentioned it to us yes. in the text i was like yes this is absolutely the right mm -hmm. thing yeah. to do mm -hmm. um like, a really good example of that is um driving with joey he let like one of those assholes that come up on the on the like on ramp, he just lets them in. He lets them in, and I was like, "This is this is starting to enrage me here, Joe. Like you're, this is now the third time you let this guy in. I don't understand it." And it's one of the it's that moment. It's yeah. like you you 
I started doing that, and you just feel this sense of relief. Like, you, what are you angry for? Why yeah. are you getting mad at this yeah. in, individual who could be coming home from sick kids for the hundredth time, who could be on their way not to make a shameless plug, but to buy regal ideas? Who knows? <laughs> right? Who knows? Oh, I had so a good nice. one, and you just took it from me. Save <laughs> <laughs> it for next time. Save it for next time. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm it's okay. sorry, it's but okay. they do Actually, pay the bills. Bringing that in on, on a note, like regal ideas, thank you for supporting this but uh the owner of regal ideas we had uh, an opportunity to have lunch with him and he is actually a huge contributor to a charity overseas um that is building a um like a kids what, what would you call it not i don't want to say sanctuary but it's not a sanctuary it's a it's like a community center type of yeah setup. yeah um for kids <laughs> in a third world country and he's in the process of building quite like a, a substantial place for them. And I know he is a huge contributor into kids health and stuff like that. So thank you for doing good regal ideas. You are amazing. Um, and if you are going through a hard time, it's okay to reach out for help and it's okay to ask for help. Um, and if you are going through cancer, I I'm sorry. And I'm sorry that life fucking sucks. Um, if you have somebody in this situation and that was one of the things that like, experiencing all that emotion in that day like after we did that and after we got back in the car to drive back to site i had like a rage moment of like why like why does this fucking happen and why does life have to fucking suck for people that badly mm -hmm. and it's it's okay to to be in that moment and it's okay for things to suck um and i'm, I'm sorry that you're going through that and i hope that you have a community to support you agreed that, that was deep to end on. Sorry. <laughs> never, never apologize. But don't apologize. Yeah, no, absolutely. Ugh. I just, I. Just sucks. Like, fuck cancer. Like, why? Yeah, like, absolutely. If there is some billionaire out there with the solution and cured all of this, then stop holding it back and just give it to everybody. Just make the world a better place. I think that's probably a better note to <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But there's, like, even from this whole talk, there's seven or eight episode ideas just kind of yes. brewing uh, in my head. So, well, let's let's close it with a big thank you to yeah. our community. Thank you to the people that, that stepped up to donate, and thank you to the people that support us in our lives and the things that we do and the things that we're putting into this life and out into the world. And I hope we get to do more of it in 2023 just to say because we have to say thank you to anybody who's left a review and if you could leave a review it's really helpful for our podcast thank you bye yeah share with your friends <laughs> <laughs> Joey is very serious about getting oh, naked fast <laughs> speed is my game folks holy <laughs> moly don't be scared about something going up your butt. Just go fucking get it checked because it I could save time. your life. I got time. <laughs> it could <laughs> save I your time. life. I, I need people. I need people. Oh, fuck people. <laughs> <laughs>